He came here to do three things. Drink beer, talk sports, and drink some more beer. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Yesterday was Columbus Day, where the Redskins, Braves, and Indians were all crushed. Hopefully you didn't scalp any tickets to the events. Big feather in the cap for the Dodgers, Saints, and Astros. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of Dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me, shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter, at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. Antonio Brown is being sued because he allegedly almost killed a toddler in a fit of rage. It's not supposed to be funny, but it is funny. If the kid died, it's not funny. But he didn't. So again, funny. He's also reportedly being sued for damages by the property owner. I really don't know what to do with this, to be honest. I don't. I sat there all morning and I was like, let me develop a take about Antonio Brown throwing things off of his balcony that almost hit a toddler and then he's getting sued. The guy who's suing him is a bajillionaire, too. So I do worry that maybe this kid has actually developed some sort of post-traumatic stress disorder, but I hope that it's just a feckless money grab. It shows that AB's got a temper. Apparently a big enough one where he can't stay out of the news. But as far as distractions go, though, I mean, does this even register? Do you think that today in the locker room they're doing anything other than ribbing Antonio Brown about this? I know it's serious. I know it makes him out to look like a douchebag. I know it's a a, a thing in a long list, a litany, really, uh, of issues that Antonio Brown has had. But A, it doesn't surprise me. And B, I don't think the football team cares about it more than to make fun of This just in, breaking news from TMZ. The day before this happened, Antonio Brown called the police because $80,000 were stolen and his handgun was gone. TMZ did not get to the bottom of whether or not it was the toddler that stole the $80,000 in the handgun. But it's America, everyone's got guns, so perhaps it was. How do you view the Bengals? <laughs> i got to get away from that story. How do you view the Bengals in comparison to the Ravens? Is I think the Patriots are to the Steelers what the Steelers are to the Bengals. The players don't like each other. Vontez Burfecht is a piece of human excrement. His being suspended again proves that. Pac-Man was a bad man. And Marvin Lewis allowed him to be voted captain. So I don't respect the Bengals. I don't think the Steelers do either. I think they hate them. I think there's animosity. I think that they consider them a rival. But I don't think they respect them, and I don't respect them. I respect the Ravens. The Bengals are that little kid who thinks they're cool enough to hang with the older dudes, but he isn't. And then the kid acts out to no end. Look at me! Look at me! Yeah, it's the Bengals. Ben Roethlisberger is 21-7 and in his career against the Bengals. 
Ben Roethlisberger is 13-2 and in his career against the Bengals at Paul Brown Stadium. He hasn't lost to them since 2015. They haven't lost there since 2013. How's that a rivalry? Now, the Bengals have actually had some good teams. It's not as if they're rolling in there and playing the Cleveland Browns every time. The Bengals have won divisions. They've been good. There was a couple-year span where I thought they had the most talented team in the entire National Football League. Injuries kind of derailed them, but they were good. And the Steelers still had no problem going in there and allowing them to turn the Escaloser on full blast. Now, they did knock the Steelers out of the division race a few years back, but it's been few and far between. They hurt Bell, though, and Ben, and A.B. at different times. And, well, actually, they hurt Bell and A.B. at the same time. That makes me dislike them, not respect them. That makes you hate them, not believe that they're an equal. It's a totally different animal than the Ravens rivalry. They used to hurt the Steelers, and the Steelers used to hurt them. Hines Ward would break people. Ray Lewis would break people. Joey Porter would climb onto a bus to break people. But I think both teams respected one another because they were always playing on the biggest stages. They were always playing for championships. They were always playing for AFC North titles. And while the Steelers and the Bengals have played for the AFC North title, it doesn't quite feel the same, does it? There's something about going into Baltimore when it's 425 and it's already starting to get dark, and the division's on the line. You go to Cincinnati, and you're a Steelers fan? That's the trip you make every year, right? I'm going to hop in my car, I'm going to drive the five and a half, six and a half hours to get to Cincinnati, and I'm going to drive back home the next day a winner. You go to Baltimore? You ain't coming home a winner most of the time. Now, the Steelers were able to have some success there, but it was just as likely the Ravens would beat up on Pittsburgh, and that same thing happens at Heinz Field. Now, the Bengals have admittedly had more success at Heinz Field than they have at home, but they still haven't had a lot of success. Again, Roethlisberger 21-7 against that outfit. I want your thoughts on this, Steelers fans. How do you view the Bengals' rivalry? 412-922-2874. And classic radio cliche question upcoming. Are they for real? They kind of remind me of the Steelers from last year. They're talented on offense. They spent the offseason trying to rebuild that offensive line. They can get after it a little bit on defense. But every single game that they've won, they could have easily lost. And that's what happened with Pittsburgh last year. The Steelers were 8-2 and two in one-possession games. They go to Indianapolis and have to come from behind late to win that one. The Steelers lose to the Chicago Bears. The Steelers are kicking field goals to win against the Packers and against the Ravens and against the Bengals. It reminds me of what the Steelers did. Cincinnati could easily be 1-4 as opposed to 4-1. Think about game number one against Indianapolis. They're giving up the game-winning drive, and then all of a sudden, Jack Doyle drops the ball. What are you doing, Jack? They pick it up, return it the other way, touchdown. Then they go into Atlanta. And they gave up a million points. And with six seconds left on the clock, they scored a couple points and made it a million and one to a million. Could have easily lost that football game. They could have lost last week to the Dolphins. They have 24 points. Or they scored, pardon me, 24 points in the fourth quarter. That means something, but they had to score 24 points. So that tells me something, too. 
They're a good football team. That's what you have to do in this league. Everybody right now could say, well, we could be 4-1. and one. Well, we could be 1-4. and four. Everyone could say that. It's about making the plays in the critical moments of the game to get the job done, and Cincinnati's been doing that so far. Are they for real? I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender, but I told you before the year I thought they were making the playoffs, so I think that they're good. The question is, if you are a Bengals fan and you see that your team's 4-1 and one, and you've already won a couple division games and you're feeling really good about yourselves, is there any team that you'd less like to see come into Paul Brown Stadium than the one that's coming in on Sunday? Bengals fans got to be having their buttholes puckered, right? I mean, they got to be all kind of nervous about this one. Here comes the big bag, bad Steelers. Here comes the big bad Ben Roethlisberger. Here comes a defense that had looked like they were dead all season long. Suddenly, like Halloween style, comes from the earth, from the grave, rises up to play their best game of the season. Cincinnati has probably had this circled on their schedule since they got to 2-1. and one. Well, we got a big one against Pittsburgh coming up at home. We can really grab a stranglehold of this division. Well, now Pittsburgh ain't the bad Pittsburgh that you thought would be coming to Paul Brown. Now it's a Pittsburgh that's desperate, that played their best football game of the season. They've got to be beside themselves. they got to be shaking in their little boots, their little Andy Dalton jersey. Side topic, does anyone buy an Andy Dalton jersey? Probably not, right? You've got to go A.J. Green. I would probably buy a Dalton before I got a Mixon, though. I just think Mixon's a better player. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. No, it's because he 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 hit a woman. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Other question is: Is Ben playing well enough for the Steelers to be legit contenders? People seem to think, oh, Ben's good. Ben's Ben. They'll be fine. I don't know about that. I use Pro Football Focus when it helps me, and I dismiss it when it does not help my argument. In this instance, it helps my argument, so I'm using it. Pro Football Focus, this is nuts, has him ranked 31st among all quarterbacks. Ben Roethlisberger, 31st. There's 32 starters in the league. That's not good. He's currently 19th in passer rating. Enough metrics, though. Use your eyes. He's making bad decisions with the ball and hasn't been as accurate as we're used to seeing him. He's thrown an interception in every game but one. He was quote, great against Kansas City in terms of quarterback rating, but they started terribly. Ben only started to play after they were down 21-0. His failures were as big of a reason why they were in the hole as the defense's failures. He was terrible in Cleveland if he was less so, and only slightly less so. If he throws two picks instead of three, they walk out of there with the win, and the Steelers are sitting at 3-2 and two right now. Against Baltimore, the numbers aren't great, and they didn't score a point in the second half. Against Tampa, he was good, but they didn't score a point in the second half. He hasn't been able to find A.B., and despite the success against Atlanta, that needs to be ironed out. He's been wildly inconsistent. He's supposed to be the constant. Antonio Brown is supposed to, or pardon me, Ben Roethlisberger is supposed to be the guy who can be trusted Every single time he walks onto the football field. And this isn't me taking a shot at him as much as it's just me being realistic. Yeah, it seems like they corrected course on Sunday, but Ben Roethlisberger has been wildly inconsistent, as has the defense. And if the quarterback and the defense are inconsistent, those are the marks of a bad football team. 
And right now they're 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. They're average. They're nothing. They're an afterthought right now. Not in Cincinnati, but they're an afterthought everywhere else. Ben needs to be the one constant. They do have one other aspect of their team that I can think that I think can be that, and it's the offensive line. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the program. Seriously, AP's getting sued because he was throwing stuff off a balcony. I mean, what the hell happened there? Someone stole my eighty thousand dollars. Now I'm going to throw all my other stuff out the window. What? In my- hindsight, it's safe that they stole his gun. Yes. Why's he got a gun anyway? To stop people from stealing his $80,000. Didn't work. No. Wi-Fi not lit on that scenario. Business is booming. For people breaking into a hotel room. Why's he got $80,000 just sitting around? And a gun. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. There might be bigger problems in foot here. Why do people usually have $80,000 in a gun? Allegedly, allegedly... Allegedly, uh, allegedly. That's usually a good show on Netflix, you yes. know? Yes. <laughs> Narcos. Yes. You were being more veiled. I just went for the Narcos joke. You did. Allegedly! <laughs> Excuse me. My cat ran away, so I put the other cat in the microwave. I mean, what do you. <laughs> I lost all my stuff, so I'm going to throw my other stuff out the window? Yes. I mean, what an idiot. Clearly, you can see the logic in it. Yes. Makes total sense. Because you lost your original stuff, so why not wreck more stuff to make up for that? He probably Perfect has to sense. pay the place $80,000 to fix the stuff that he messed up. Because actually, he's getting sued again. He is, a second time. He's getting sued squared. for it's a, What is it, a non-compete clause for like some kind of energy drink that he's getting sued for? Like Oh, I didn't even know about that one. You didn't that know about one. that one? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's another one where supposedly he, he signed a deal. Uh, with the uh, energy drink company, and I don't remember the name of it. I wasn't prepared to talk about it, but he took that. Then he went and got another supplement deal, <laughs> which violated the non-compete, and he was in trouble for that as well. So he's getting sued cubed. <laughs> What's the one you're talking about? For damages. Oh, the damages in that. Okay, yeah, because okay. he's breaking all the crap. <laughs> the only thing that's supposed to be cubed about AB is his hair. Coming up next, I don't know how to talk about this. I really don't, apart from making jokes. And maybe it's not funny because there's a child who's been traumatized. But Will Graves joins us next. We'll see if his nuanced opinion can lend anything to the Antonio Brown conversation. It's a Crowley show. He's Pittsburgh-born, and we like him that way. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. This is the Adam Crowley Show. Cinderella boy. On 970 ESPN, and now on 106.3 FM. I sat down this morning with my cup of coffee and scoured the interwebs looking for something to talk about on today's radio program. And what I stumbled upon was Antonio Brown throwing things off of a balcony towards a toddler. And I know I shouldn't have, but I laughed. And I laughed hard. And then I continued thinking, what should I do? How do I talk about this? How can I make it a take? And I can't. So I brought on Will Graves from the Associated Press. Will, how am I supposed to talk about this thing? I, I mean, the problem is you can't sort of raise the bar high enough that 
you know, for his whatever, his erratic behavior that sort of this is where we're at, where he does something that is pretty stupid but doesn't maybe rise to the level of stupid we're used to, we're not sure what to do with it. Nobody got hurt, although emotionally it is alleged that the child is having some problems. You hope that that's not the case, but since is nobody Tom got hurt. Problems? I, saw, I saw the cheese tease. Is Tom having problems? Uh, Tom is concussed. Well. Like Matt Murray. That's, like, that's a typical week for him, though, right? I mean, well, yesterday Matt, Murray's he gave Matt, Murray's birth. On, Matt Murray's got nothing on Tom. No, Tom gets abused. Now, he signs up for it, but I guess they all do. But, yes, he gets abused. Uh, as for A.B., I mean, I, it's kind of funny to me. I'm sorry. It, it just is, and maybe that's going to offend people, but A.B.'s like, oh, my $80,000 and my gun got stolen. Well, I'm going to throw stuff out the window. I mean, I mean, to me, that's the more compelling part of the story. Who's just got eighty grand just laying around? And Okay, you know who's got eighty grand laying around in a gun? People who are in pe- people people who are in narcos. I mean, people who are in a maybe cartel. He was auditioning for a, maybe he was auditioning for a power season six, or <laughs> maybe Ballers called and wanted him to do a walk on and some sort of you know maybe what's that Denzel Washington, Ricky Jarrett's in some trouble. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Maybe you know, AB thinks his life is Ballers. I mean, it, that's also possible too. He was in Ballers, right? He's in the he's in the opening. He's in the opening credits. Uh, but that's it. He's not actually in the show. I believe so. I haven't checked it out this season, but he, yeah, he's in the opening credits. Because he's from Liberty City. I don't know if you knew that. From Liberty City. Are you saying that you watched Ballers up until this season, though? Uh, I think I did watch the first two and a half years, I think. Good show. I mean, I like the, who doesn't like The Rock? I mean, everybody likes The Rock, right? A lot of nudity, too, there, Graves, huh? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's HBO. I gotta make, they got to give you a reason that it's not on, like, FX. You know what I mean? One of the reasons why I can't talk about this, apart from making jokes, Will, is because I don't think it's going to have any impact on the Pittsburgh Steelers' season. I, I think this is one of those circumstances where his teammates, when they do find it out, they're not actually going to be distracted by it. They're going to rib him about it and then move on. I mean, it looks bad. I mean, you know, uh, our buddy Sean Gentile at the PG looking at the dude that filed the lawsuit. This guy's got money, too. So he's filing for fifteen grand, which doesn't seem like for those guys. Um, a lot of money. So it's it's just one of those things, right? It's just one of those things that certain entities, like I, when it's news, I'm all for it. When it's news, I think we should, and it's news today because people discovered this. Somebody wanted, needed some cash, so they told TMZ, hey, there's a lawsuit, and they got paid for it. I mean, that's how TMZ works, right? They pay their sources. Um, and, you know, now we we found it in court documents, AP did, and we wrote a little something about it, which is fine. I mean, I think it's news that we discovered a lawsuit of a notable athlete being sued. But it's not – I mean, it sounds – you're right. It does sound insensitive to say, hey, you know, like it didn't hit the kid, so what's the big deal? But I also think if it was a really big deal, this guy would have sold Antonio Brown for more than 15 grand, so – I actually kind of looked I'm not at that. Sure what the, to make of it. I actually kind of looked at it the other way. I, I think that if a guy's that wealthy and doesn't need the money, that he's doing it only to sour Antonio Brown's reputation because his kid almost got crushed by a table coming down from you, you 14 mean, stories. You mean touched by divinity. Yes. You mean the kid was almost touched by divinity. Right. That's true. <laughs> was a- Antonio Brown should have been flying in a helicopter, dropping things out <laughs> instead of being uh, out on the balcony. Is it possible he was just? It was a post-Fortnite-induced rage and not that somebody stole money. I mean, is it possible that he got killed in Fortnite and was just pissed off about it? Would it surprise you at all that he'd be more upset about a Fortnite loss than the 80 grand being stolen? 
Because <laughs> it would not surprise me one iota. Will Graves from the Associated Press joining me here on the Crowley Show. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on to talk about this, Will, is because I it's do think... you forgot to call me last week because there were more important people to talk to. No, I'll tell, you, right? I'll tell you what, Graves. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, need you, I wanted you to have a breather, man. I mean, you come on every week. You're a good person. Now, Ballard had the big scoop last week. He deserved it. And by, and by the way, props on that. The best thing about that Le'Veon stuff is that it wasn't Soren. By the way, you know I'm a sports media connoisseur, and the fact that it wasn't Soren, it was Le'Veon saying, hey, I'm coming back, you know, whatever week that was. That's good. That doesn't put it on. That doesn't, you know, that, that puts it on Le'Veon. It doesn't put it on Jeremy or Schefter. So we'll see. Anyway, but go ahead. I was going to say, do you want me to tell you why I had you on, or are you going to continue to tell the audience why I had Fowler on? Well, it's, Fowler's great, except he keeps trying to call me the Fresh Prince, which, you know, was cool like 20 years ago, but I'm old now. So I'm older than him. I'm old. Anyway, what do you want to talk about? Let's go. The reason I wanted to have you on and talk about this A B stuff is because I wanted to have a deeper journalistic conversation oh, about. Whether or not that is really news, I mean, it is, but at what point did we start to determine that this is something that the public needs to be able to consume? I mean, it doesn't affect, well, I mean, it doesn't I affect it, anything. I think it's news, I think it's newsworthy in it, general. It, it is, it is now, but. Is it a big thing? Is it a thing that we're going to, right. when he, when he makes his, you know, when he does his, you know, theater of the absurd on Fridays, is it going to be a thing? I mean, is, is Shumway going to be there from Channel 2 to ask, like, <laughs> you know, these hard hitting questions about, what was thrown off the roof or whatever. I mean, I, I, I think it's just almost like the, we're at the point where it's diminishing returns. I mean, I, I don't – it happened five months ago. The lawsuit was filed a couple months ago. I, you know, it, this was – you know, I've, I'm, I'm a big person on, like, it's news when you find out about it, but if, if there's no immediacy if – this if this had happened during camp and we'd find out the day that it happened or the day that it was filed, I think that's one thing. But there's been so much other stupid stuff that's going on here. It just doesn't meant to me. It doesn't measure up as like a a thing that we need to get him in a corner and he's got to go on, you know. As he said, you know, we don't care about his problems. We're just happy he's got them. And and on this one, I'm like, it would be a waste of time to to kind of delve into this in any sort of real real way with him. So, but well, but never but never underestimate the hot taker as a chance to go and take AB down. And it's just another stupid thing. I mean, did the team know about it before today? I would say probably not. Um, so that's when Mike T doesn't offer much. Not that he would have offered anything anyway. I think he probably found out about it about 9.15 a.m. just like everybody else. So, I mean, I think they're just tired of talking about it, but I don't think it's a it's an issue. Ready for some speculation? Sure. He has seemed real weird for a while now, hasn't he? I wonder if it goes uh, back to this. Well, I mean, if you look at the timeline and him not being around, um, you know, like during – Mini camp or whatever. I think OTAs. He was he wasn't around much during the offseason. I mean, this seems sort of bizarre. He talked about having to get his mind clear or whatever. I mean, who knows? I mean, it's entirely possible that you know he didn't even know he came close to this. To maybe this guy found out that that was Antonio Brown's apartment, and then he was like, "Oh, let's go sue this guy." I mean, there's a lot of stuff here that's just sort of weird and it's stupid. It's it's typical. I maybe mean, that's part of it. Maybe it's just sort of typical, like the fact that we're not surprised kind of kind of puts you tells you where we're at with with you know his behavior and and I think I do think that he's going through something. I don't know if it's a mid career crisis. Uh, I don't know if it's stuff at home, but I mean his behavior has kind of you know continued to run un- erratic and unabated for the, for the better part of a couple of months, and it just seems a little you know 
I mean, I don't know. Mental health is not something to be joking about. Um, but his lack of self-awareness about stuff sort of opens the door for that. Um, but I, I mean, I'm legitimately wondering if there's something going on there that, that maybe even the team doesn't know about. Will, have you ever thrown anything in a fit of rage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I, I don't can't, I can never afford to live on the 14th floor, so I never really hurt anybody. <laughs> I threw a glass at my wall like four years ago. I was pissed about something, and it was the dumbest thing I've... Well, no, it's not the dumbest thing I've ever done hyperbole, but it was really dumb because then I had to clean up a bunch of glass. <laughs> well, you didn't cut yourself, did you? I mean, did, I did, you, not. Damage the, did you damage the wall? Uh, yes. Well, spackle. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I hear you like your spackle. Was it homemade or man? Was it crowley made or did you go out and buy some? Whoa, Graves! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> All right, we're going we're going around the room. Tom, have you ever thrown anything in a fit of rage? Yes. What'd you throw? The remote almost at my television after various pit losses. You should probably stop eventually. I mean, like, <laughs> I know I'm running out of TV. The losses are coming. Brian, have you ever thrown anything in a fit of rage? Oh. I actually think I've seen you throwing something oh, yeah, in a fit of rage. Yeah. yeah, the most recent was this afternoon. I threw a uh, pen at Alex. Did you really? Yeah, he'd upset me. Oh, jeez. Congrats. Yeah, it was a small <laughs> thing, though. I stick to small things. That way you don't break things. There aren't big bills when you throw small things, but you still feel good. What'd you throw, Graves? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, you know what? I threw my keys on the ground and just in public in a temper tantrum <laughs> with my wife at, at a, at a, outside of beer. At a, at wine, we were on vacation, and I literally had a meltdown in front of my kids. This was about three years ago. So they were six and four, and it was. I mean, it was. I had a full-on tantrum. Like I threw, I literally threw my keys on the ground and like stomped my feet. It was. I didn't realize <laughs> I was doing it until I was doing it. I mean, I once <laughs> got hammered at a uh, what was it St. Patrick's Day party and threw a cheesesteak at my wife. <laughs> it was not nice. Did you make contact? Yes. Oh no. Was this before or after you got married? <laughs> this was in college before. Wow. It was at the University of Pittsburgh. Because that's where she went at the time, and I, being the dub V dude that I was, was way more hammered than anybody else. So she bought me a sandwich, thinking it would calm me down. I don't know why I threw it at her, but it was not nice. I do not recommend throwing sandwiches at your spouses, and if you do, you're probably going to wind up in therapy. Well, I mean, did she put did she get peppers on it? I mean, I, I like cheesesteak, but I'm not a big pepper guy. So I, if it had peppers on it, I would have thrown it too. Peppers, onion, steak, cheese whiz, all up on her face. And no, I didn't make that my own. <laughs> Out of respect to your wife, I'm leaving that one alone, okay? Will Graves, <laughs> goodbye, buddy. Thank you for coming yeah. on. That was just good old-fashioned radio fun. Will, going blue. We didn't, we didn't talk about anything there. I was going to tell Tom to record it for Steelers Nation Radio. No, nope. <laughs> Not happening. No, you can't talk spackle on SNR. Especially homemade kind. <laughs> S- sp- spackle. Found a way around that one. Woo! It's spackle now. I didn't know anybody referred to it as spackle. I do now. Hashtag spackle. Coming up next, if James Conner plays as well as he did in the last game, I'll tell you how the Steelers should handle Le'Veon Bell coming back. <laughs> it's a Crowley show. He may be a degenerate, but he's our degenerate. Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. The Adam Crowley Show on ESPN Pittsburgh.
Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Do you have a cold or just allergies? I haven't listened in a while, so I may have missed an explanation on this. A couple things there. <laughs> they have to been, man. Yeah. You've been replaced by Devin. Number two, we're all sick. I'm sick. Brian's sick. Katie's sick. Tom's not sick. Kellen's sick. Alex faked sick. Everyone who we work with <laughs> is sick. Or using it in some way to get out of what they're supposed to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Yep, and I'm patient zero. You are. I am the one who gave it to everybody. My apologies. Well, and depending on how long you've been gone, Braden, I got news like three weeks ago that I have a low white blood cell count. Oh, not geez. horrifically low. Here we go. Oh, we're back to it. Well, it's low. I have a bad immune system. They said it was all right. You're cool. They You're said I'm not. They said I'm not dying. Like, I don't have some sort of horrific blood disorder yet, we don't think. But it still means I'm more likely to get a cold. I mean, I can see you fighting the cold as we speak right now. You're fine. You sound yeah. better than you did yesterday. I do sound better than yeah, I did yesterday. Yeah, what do you think that is? That's white blood cells working overtime. Yeah. You, you know what it is? White it, blood cells. It's me popping airborne <laughs> tablets on the reg. No, it's white blood cells. It's me drinking emergency. And you know how many oranges I've eaten in the last week? Four. Yeah. Enough to feed your white blood cells. I know that's Yeah. yeah. You know what's in oranges? A lot of white blood cells. Yeah. White blood cell boosters. <laughs> I'm fighting off the sickness. Nice. Well done. It is a battle, though, because oh, no. I'm me, <laughs> right? So, well, just, just hear me out. A battle, just had I mean, look, we're joking, but it is a battle. No, just hear me out, because I am eating a bunch of fruit and oranges. I'm trying to boost the immune, immune, immune system. I'm taking all the medications I need to be taking, but... If I wasn't hammered drunk on Friday and Saturday night, you probably would have healed. I would have. I had a theory that you can cure the stomach flu by chugging three beers. Because I was on vacation with my family like a decade ago when everyone got the stomach flu. And I'm walking home from a bar where I was served underage. There's no way that bar is still open anymore. And I had chugged three 16-ouncers. And I hurled three times on my walk back to the place and I never got sick after that. You purged the sickness. I think I did. Yeah. I found a cure for the flu. That makes sense when you're trying to rationalize drinking. Yes, know? it does. It does. So he, why not have 12 Coronas on a Friday night? It's medicinal. Agreed. Self-medication. Thanks, Braden. 412 Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. This is going to be a bad transition. Good thing James Conner didn't self-medicate. Good thing he went to UPMC. Now that we're on the subject of James Conner, if he <laughs> plays as well as he did in the last game against Cincinnati, what do you do when Bell gets back? I think it has to be a soft introduction. If Conner's good, and he's been far from... In- from consistent, you spell him with Bell from time to time, right? And then when it's obvious that he's clearly not as good as Bell, bang! You make the switch. I think you do the phase-in, phase-out thing. Friends reference forthcoming. Ross Geller pretends to be British in one episode so that his lectures sound more interesting to the students and all the girls are fawning over him. Get out of here. Are you serious? Yeah, it's a great topic, right? Oh, my God. That show is just the wackiest thing. I know. <laughs> it is classic Ross Geller. Classic. Am I right? Classic friends. Yeah. So he pretends to be British, and then he realizes it's too much of a charade to keep going, 
So he decides to phase in his American dialect and phase out the British. That's what the Steelers got to do with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, give him a carry here, carry there. And then before you know it, Marquise Pouncey will be blocking for Le'Veon Bell 10 times more a game than he thought he was going to be, and he'll never have realized it. But Bell will be plunging into the end zone, and all of a sudden you're not so mad at Bell anymore. Bam! Ipso facto. That's the way you go. What do you think, Tom? Couldn't agree more. Honestly, I'm okay with just playing Bell right when he gets in. Like last year again, pretend like Connor doesn't even exist and just run the wheels off of Bell. That's not phasing. Yeah, that's it's a nice idea what you have there, but I mean it's Le'Veon Bell. I don't. I'm not, I'm not going to watch James Connor if I don't have to. Now that was my opinion from the get go. Yeah, I wrote a blog on ESPNPGH.com saying that Le'Veon Bell is going to make you forget all about James Connor. He will. I know. I read it. I loved it. But I think that you need to make the locker room accidentally embrace Le'Veon Bell. They ain't going to embrace him right off the shoot because he's going to be rusty. He showed last year he's rusty. You know what I've heard about James Conner that's going to make the phase out, phase in a lot easier? That guy can pass block now. It's the word on the streets. He, he still can can't pass block. He still can't pass block as well as Le'Veon Bell. But he can do it. Not we, as well as Bell. I but mean, I'm saying he can do it. Realistically well right now, don't you have to protect Conner? I mean, shouldn't you just run Le'Veon into a wall as soon as he gets here and protect <laughs> Connor for future? Because he's going to be here. Lev's not. <laughs> That's such a good point. Battering ram, dude. Yeah. Welcome back. Get to it. Keep going. Yep, again. Again. Well, so in that vein, let's say the Steelers are playing the Browns, and they are the first week Le'Veon's back, and they get out to an early lead. A big lead. Let's say it's 21 nothing. Let's say it's like Jacksonville, but the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, yeah, give the ball to Bell a whole bunch yeah. and, and see if he's got it. I, I don't think you want to have to rely on Bell because you don't know what he's going to be able to give you right off the bat. And you kind of know to an extent what Connor's going to do. Now, in this hypothetical, he'd have had a good game going into that game. If he plays the way he did the previous two and then Bell comes back, <laughs> you give it to Bell. But if he continues to be successful, I think that you got to do a little soft entry. We got Devin on the line here. How about that, Braden? Suck on that. What's up, Dev? Why are you hating on James Conner, man? <laughs> I ain't hating on Conner. You're a hater. You're a hater. How am I hating? I don't know. Cuz, man, just accept that he's doing the job that needs to be done. There's no need to talk about what he's not doing or what he can't do or who he replaced and when he gets back. Here, I won't do that, man. Devin, he's only played well in two out of the five games. In the, in the other three games, we were down like 14 nothing, 21 nothing. They had to keep passing. Yeah, but they tied all those games up around halftime, so they didn't have to keep doing it after the half. Are we having our first no, fight, Devin? To. They were stupid and kept just throwing it. That's why. No, they don't think he's good enough is what it was. I don't, I don't believe that because you can't be good in two games where they were actually featuring you and then in other games where you weren't. They, you weren't good. I don't, I don't get it. That can but happen. How do we, how do, this is the question. How do we stop Ridley and uh, Julio Jones? How do we do it, man? Well, they stopped Julio Jones with Joe Flippin' Hayden, baby, and that's what they got to do going forward. Uh, he's got to shadow A.J. Green, right? But how do we stop Ridley then? Ridley's been killing. Are you trying to talk about the Bengals? Yes, I'm trying to talk about how do we keep that going, stopping wide receivers, man. Well, you meant to say Boyd then, right? Whoever, dude. <laughs> okay, so Joe Hayden needs to stop A.J. Green, and then they got to do what they did against Calvin Ridley and 
You're going to have a safety over the top that way. You're going to mix up the coverages. And I think the most important thing is getting after the quarterback. But don't let this distract you from the conversation of where I'm hating on James Conner. Get out of here. Uh, what do you think you're doing? Braden tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Have you tried not being a baby back bitch? Oh, no. That's a good point. Have you? That might work. I'm going to sit over here, okay, in this corner, and I'm going to power up like um, Goku and Dragon Ball Z, oh. and I'm going to try to make my white blood cell count go up. All right, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. <laughs> You're powering up your white blood cells. White blood cells! Yeah, I feel better already. Did it work? Nice. Yeah, I feel yeah. good. You look healthier. I actually heard that the generation prior to millennials... When they were sick, they could just stop being sick and feel healthy instead. No, that was the generation before that generation. Oh, the greatest generation. Yeah, yeah. They only got sexually transmitted diseases when they were overseas. Yeah, the cool ones. Yeah. Do you hear what David Freeze said on national television last night? He was asked a question about being happy where he is. How excited are you to be a Los Angeles Dodger? And he... They kind of took down the Buckos a little bit. Ken Rosenthal asked the question. It's more special than I can even honestly say because I didn't expect this. I expected to finish in pit, um, riding out this year, uh, but to end up not only on a playoff contender but an organization like this, uh, it's incredible. And then you get to be around these beasts, um, an organization that wants to go after it and everything, man. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Tonight was awesome. I think it's a little bit more benign than people are making it out to be. I think people are saying, oh, he's crushing the organization. He's not crushing the Pirates, but there is the juxtaposition there. I mean, it is a totally different circumstance. Now, the difference being it's Los Angeles. If he went to Milwaukee and he said it, that's when I'd get all riled up because Milwaukee did what the Pirates should do. They went out and they spent money on a couple of free agents, and all of a sudden, they're in the National League freaking championship series. You cannot in any good conscience, compare Los Angeles to Pittsburgh. You can't compare Milwaukee to Pittsburgh, and that's where I'd get riled up. Right. Don't you think he was more speaking about, like, the state of baseball in general? Like, it's nice to finally be in a big market organization, like I was in St. Louis, where they pump money in hand over fist to try to win a World Series. That's the goal. I feel like that's more what I got away from that. Guys, when, Pitt- you, when you set it up with, I expected to stay in Pittsburgh, and then the rest of that statement comes out, he was lighting them up. It was a passive-aggressive way of lightening them up, but I think there was a little bit of light up going on in there. Know. I think that he is happier to be in an organization that puts it into it, but this year the Pirates actually did put something into it. So it doesn't make sense from that standpoint to me. What did they put into it? They went out and signed Keone Kella, and they went out and they traded for Chris Archer. I mean, How'd that work out? It didn't work out well. <laughs> Although it's the fourth-best Pirates team I've seen in my life. I I do think that there is an element of that, Brian. I absolutely do. I don't think it's as big as others are making it out to be. A station across the street was, oh, 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 my God, he's tearing them up. Yes and no. A little bit of, I could have been a Pirate, and instead I'm with an organization that's putting 200-some-odd million dollars into a a chance to win a championship. I think it's the perception of truth being brought to light, too, which is kind of a big deal here. That's why it's kind of a butthurt thing. You know, when he says something like that, even if there is no angst behind it, the fact that that is absolutely true, everything he said right there, yeah, it must be nice to be part of a franchise that wants to win because clearly the Pirates haven't demonstrated. Yeah, and that's the best point any of us have made so far. 
people in Pittsburgh take it that way because they know it to be true. No, that, that's that's very true. And good for David Freeze. I mean, he seems like a good guy. I have, I don't know why I did that. I have no idea. Who knows? He, I mean, he might guy. be a terrible person. Benzie loves him because he likes Tool. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Got this tweet from Tanner Cameron at underscore Adam Crowley. With Bell wanting first running back and second wide receiver money, if Connor is playing well, they should try Levitt wide receiver. I'm stopping reading this. What? Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Your brain just read something so dumb that it actually shut off in the middle of reading. Stop reading. Cannot comprehend. (laughs) Would you like me to do a dramatic reading of that? Stupid ahead. With Bell wanting first running back and second wide receiver money, if Connor's playing well, they should try Levitt what? That was my head exploding. Got this one from Derek Clatterbuck. Tremendous name, Derek. <laughs> Adam underscore Adam Crowley. Love the Clatterbucks. Good people. Props for the Dragon Ball reference. I was going more Dragon Ball Z. Stop being a square. Hey, come on. Be nice to the Clatterbucks. Good people. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. That's been a wild show, but I'm having fun today. Are you? Yeah, I'm having fun. Good. Coming up next, Tom, how tall are you? How tall are you? Six foot. We'll talk about a quarterback who's shorter than Tom who just broke a record. Why didn't you pick me? Yeah, uh, what the hell? Tom, uh, Brian, how tall are you? I have 10. Coming up next, we'll talk about a quarterback <laughs> that's taller than Brian who just set an NFL record. It's a Crowley show. <laughs>